Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Over here, a little antsy right now. Yeah, yeah. We need to get going. Yep. You know, usually when the music plays, we hit the post and we're kind of going, but, uh, you know, we got to mess with Doc every now and then. I don't like that. <laughs> Why not? Because it's not nice. It's not nice because it's, it's not nice. Plus, the live band in the studio doesn't appreciate it when you, you know, you miss the posts. Well, that's true. They're like, God, we have to play this friggin' song over and over again now. They're very good at playing it precisely the same way every time. I don't know. They're not bad, right? Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, you can shut up now. They're uh, they're walking out. Their lead guitarist is a little bit of a wanker, but, you know. It's a wanker. They're fading because they're leaving the the room. They're walking farther and farther away. Anyway, uh, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Homebrew. Uh, we got a couple good beers for you today. Uh, we're going to talk to Ricky. We're going to talk to, uh, who's the other bro- broad's name? Uh, Justin. Justin. Ricky and John. I don't know why. I was trying to call him bro, but apparently I called him broad. Sorry, Justin, if you're listening. I don't think you're a, a lady. Uh, slip of the lip. I know, right? Uh, man, Justina? It's, <clears throat> it's hot in here. Am I the only one? Is it it's really cold. Friggin- Seriously? It's cold. What's wrong with me? I think it's fan is going full blown here. It's like I think it's full good. speed. <laughs> I generally run hot. Me too, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I got this in here. Maybe I'll take this off. But then now I don't. I won't look as cool to all the people outside, right? Mm. Take yeah, off my, they're all glued to that <sighs> window looking at you. Take lose, off my layers. Lose the flannel. They are. That's the thing, Doc. Yep. No, I don't know. Oh. Huh? I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, yeah, like I said, we have a couple beers. Uh, but first, before I get started, I want to talk to you guys about our fabulous sponsor, Five Star did you say fiveulous? Well, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, I'm doing too many things right now. Five, five star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Learn all about all the wonderful things that Five Star does for you guys. Uh, they're at a lot of homebrew events, so be sure to, you know, in, in addition to emailing them and thanking them for being a sponsor on the show and for providing you guys with some awesome little cleaning and sanitizing products. Uh, you know, if you see them at events, go up and uh, say hi. Usually, they have a bunch of stuff to give out too, so or don't if, miss out yeah. on that. Or if you walk into a homebrew shop, you have to say, you know, like stumble like a zombie and say, Dr. Homebrew made me buy this. <laughs> Dr. Homebrew sent me. I think Fibulous works well for that. I use Fibulous? Yeah, because they're five-star. And they're fabulous. I used to use Irish Spring to clean my fermenters and, <laughs> and bleach to sanitize them, but I just thought I'd give this stuff a dry. I think it'd be amazing. Just shave Irish Spring. Yeah. Because the soap will devol- dissolve, right? Sure. It'll be fine. Maybe. They sell all the perfumes and everything else. Yeah, you'll that. be fine, though. That's how they make, like, lavender beers, right? They just get lavender-flavored uh, soap, and it's a whole thing, right? magically delicious. Oh. 
Isn't that the most? I swear I've tasted a few like that, though. Right? Phil Snapsa, how'd you get that into your beer? (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, refilling our dish soap dispenser, which is a totally boring story, but I don't care. I did that this week, Uh, too. Yeah, and I (laughs) I accidentally put in this packet of, like, lavender-scented hand soap. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And so now I have to dump the whole thing out and like rinse it out for days and days because I don't want all my dishes and my glasses, more importantly, you're, smelling like lavender. You're drinking every beer. It tastes like lavender. Yeah, it's like, wow, what is this? These are gruits are amazing. I don't know. Yeah, some soaps are so strong. You like have to hold your hand at the then, bottom of the pint glass. <laughs> and what do your hands smell like? You know, when you got the, yeah. right. the other stuff in the other place. It's, 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 oh. just, it's, all, it's all bad, man. It's all bad stuff. Um... Okay, what beers do we have? So we're going to talk to Ricky. He has a dark saison with raspberries. No cherries. Uh, was it? Sure. Raspberries. No, raspberries. raspberries. Okay. Yeah, right there. Uh, and then we have uh, Jul- uh, Justin. I want to keep calling him Julian, dude. I am fried right now. Yes, I cannot focus. Face. What the fuck? Uh, Justin has a pecan. Now, this was an interesting beer. It was a, a Scottish export base beer with bourbon-soaked and toasted pecans. Uh, batch was split... Half was on uh, the pecans, and the other half was on a bourbon barrel stave. And then imagine he blended them back together. So um, just a weird uh, weird beard day, man. A lot of specialty stuff going on. Kind of excited about it. <laughs> well, at least we don't have a show with two IPAs, huh? Two well, P. that's true, right? I, yeah. God. Yeah, bless you for that. It's the, been a while. When are we going to get another IPA. show like that? I, I don't know, man. I miss the old days. Damn it. You know, we're talking about, uh, well, I can't tell you. I think it's a secret, so I'm not going to tell you. But uh, right now we have Ricky on the phone. Ricky, are you with us? I'm here. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing, man? Hey, Ricky. I'm doing good. And thanks for joining us, and thanks for sending your beer in, man. Hey, no problem. So how long have you been a home brewer? Um, I've been home brewing about five years. Five years. Okay. Uh, is this your first foray into fruit beers? Uh, it's my first into the raspberry. Um, okay. I brew a lot of Saisons and a lot of Belgian-style beers, but um, I, I wanted to use raspberry before um, I got into doing some sour. So this is my first raspberry experiment. First raspberry experiment. And why uh, why raspberries in a, in a dark Saison, which I don't, I've never heard of. Is that is that new or is that just something you kind of just made up? <laughs> uh, well, I've seen other people do it, and um, I always wanted to use um, Midnight Wheat. I don't know if you guys ever use that. Yeah, but, I've never, um, I've never used like it, but I've the, heard about on it. On the same lines as Carafa, it's supposed to be at least. Okay. And um, so I wanted to use that, so I figured using them, say on my favorite style, and oh, get really? a lot of dark color, but not a lot of flavor. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I've, I haven't used it personally, but I know a lot of people have. It's kind of the new, I don't call it the new hotness, but it's the new, a lot of people keep talking about it. Right, right. How did you like it? Did you like uh, messing with it? Uh, it didn't get as dark as I thought it would, um, mm-hmm. but I, I liked it enough. Okay. All right. You do it again. Yeah. I'm, I, this is this is version one. I'm going to definitely try this recipe again. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine you have to use the midnight wheat with uh, maybe like a, another dark grain or something like that. To really well, I tried it. to use it with... Um, well, I don't want to give away too much of the beer so far, I guess. <laughs> we, yeah. can, we can get into the recipe after I hear. We'll dig in the nitty-gritty a bit here, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, Brian, you want to start us off with this beer? Sure. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, just uh, put, smells my nose, great. Jeez. put my nose down in here, too. I, I gave it a really good score on Roma. It's a really inviting uh, beer, for sure. It has this uh, oh. kind of a medium chocolatey malt. Uh, present there up front, with a, but with very, very pleasant raspberry notes. Just just 
you know, like fresh from the garden raspberries right off the yeah, right, right off the vine or whatever you call it. Is it a vine or is it a? It's a bush, I a think. A bush, yeah, yeah. raspberry bush, yeah. Straight off the bush. That bush. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, so I mean, the, the raspberry sm- smells really fresh, and it has almost a tinge of um, you know tartness, sourness in the nose too. With that, that that gives it a nice little twist. So it also has some other fruity aspects below that. Some orange and some cherry uh beneath that a kind of a medium mm-hmm. level so it's a really fruity beer as a as saison should be and it's blending nicely with that raspberry um i'm getting kind of a low like um spiciness almost like a a seediness like when you well when you're eating the raspberries you get like you, the seeds and the flavor of that the aroma of this kind of reminds me of the flavor of that um but uh not in a harsh way no, no hops, obviously, here. No DMS or diacetyl. Just smooth, very sweet, pleasant fruit uh, and lightly sour, I would say. Um, so, yeah, getting into the, uh, the appearance, it's, it's a pretty rich, coppery kind of light brown color. So it's declared as a dark Saison. I'd like it to be maybe a little bit darker, but um, it was still, it's still a pretty beer. And you can get away with it. It's darker than any, you know, most of the Saisons <laughs> I can see in this store. Yeah, he's not lying. It's dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's not... Yeah, but it's Orange. like uh, has like a, a deep red amber. Yeah, kind it's of a thing. reddish, yeah, reddish yeah. copper color, and kind of a fluffy light tan head that stuck around pretty nicely. Uh, it was pretty long lasting, and that was nice too. So um, yeah, perfect score for appearance there, as far as I was concerned. Uh, and then getting into the flavor, it's it's again the the malt is is mostly kind of a chocolatey element. Um, there's um, a lightly tart raspberry flavor in there, nicely in balance with the malt, and that's what I'm looking for in a fruit beer. I want that. I don't want that fruit to just come out over the top of everything else, and I don't want it to be buried. I thought it was at a nice level, and it tastes fresh. Um, bitterness is low and out of the way. The tartness seems to come from the fruit to me. It doesn't seem like a big bacterial sour. Like in the aroma, I was like, oh, is this thing going to be whew, like a punchy in the mouth sour you know but it wasn't the um the spice in the flavor was quite low i i I did have to knock the flavor down a little bit for this because you know the the style is defined as being kind of a a, definitely a spice and fruit flavored beer kind of so it's got all the fruit flavors and hooray for that (laughs) uh you know uh, like that there is like a faint kind of a black pepper note in there it's not heavy but you know, see, the the ferment seemed really clean. Seems to finish uh, medium dry, but I get the impression of some sweetness from that the tart raspberries and the chocolate a little bit. That, that the chocolate lingers into the aftertaste along with the raspberries. So again, really fresh fruit taste and a nice a nice flavor. Just uh, maybe a little less than what I would declare for a saison you know to, to I, I really want a little more spiciness there from the you know, that's from the from the yeast, yeast character. characters okay. yeah the yeast is going to kick out okay and we'll talk about what yeast to use i mean it you know it could be that the fresh the raspberries are pretty big and they could be yeah um you know it could be coming across as kind of a seedy impression with that raspberry that you would taste when you're eating fresh raspberries anyway and it's like you don't notice that so much with everything else that's going on and the darkness of the beer so um yeah, uh, mouthfeel-wise, it's kind of medium-bodied, a hint of alcohol warmth, and a firm, frothy carbonation. Most somewhat creamy and smooth. Not astringent at all. Just just nice. Goes down nice and easy. 
not biting at all. Uh, there's, again, a little bit of that seediness, I guess you could say, is like kind of a, when you chew on a raspberry seed. So I don't know what, we'll talk about the process with the fruit there too, but I, I won't complain about that because it did come across really fresh. So I think it's a wonderful example of a fruit beer in general. Uh, it has the most, uh, you know, most of the components needed for the style, and the fruit tastes really fresh. Uh, so it's 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 very complementary with the style. The only thing it's lacking is just a bit of that um, the high spiciness that really should be, you know, is a defining point of any saison. So nicely done, you know, but find a way to bring that uh, bring that spiciness up, and this would go sky high for me. I, I already scored mm-hmm. a forty just because I really enjoy drinking it so much, but. Um, you know, it could go easily more than that if you got it just to come a little more into the style. It just it just needs a little fine tuning, really. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing, Ricky. <laughs> awesome! Wow. Yeah. Doc. All right. You ready, buddy? Yeah, sure. Right. I'm always ready. Oh, I was ready. All right. So, uh, basically, the aroma was really nice. It had just fruit coming out at you, uh, nice and fresh. Uh, the the bottle I had was a little different than the one I'm drinking right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't. How get, so? Uh, I didn't seem. I didn't get it as much aroma. Okay. Uh, uh, I uh, what I was getting was uh, a lot of strong fruit aroma, but not not as fresh as this. Yeah, I actually pulled. I've had my bottle in the fridge, and I pulled it out and ran it under some warm water for a bit, and then I judged another beer before I judged it. So mine was probably pretty warm when I judged it. Um, so there may be a difference there. I don't know if you pulled yeah. yours. Did you have yours in a I, cellar like or a fridge? I, fridge yeah. overnight, and then uh, I had it out for a good 15, 20 minutes. I didn't yeah. come up straight cold. but Stormed up a little uh, bit, but still pretty um, cold. But there's some other differences, too, between this bottle and my bottle. Uh, okay. But I, I, I got you know some, definitely some tartness in, in the aroma, uh, maybe a little bit of astringency, definitely no hops. A little bit musty I got out of that one. I don't get it in this one. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's you know lacking other esters that you know you'd normal get in a saison. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. It, it was all fruit. Yeah. I didn't get any spiciness, any peppery, nothing like that in the, in that one. But you know, I didn't get any off flavors either. I didn't any off, off aromas. I didn't get any diacetyl. I didn't get any DMS and anything like that. Mm-hmm. So all that was clean. Okay. Uh, Good. So uh, then you go to the appearance. Um, nice dark color. Like nice ruby highlights. I really like that. Uh, uh, the, as an example I had, this one's a lot clearer than the example I had, too. Uh, uh, mine was a little bit more cloudy. It does look pretty clear, yeah. Yeah, mine was I, mine was more cloudy than this one, too. And I, I did a nice pour on it. It had been sitting for a while in my fridge. Uh, the, the head was kind of a brownish red, which is nice, and it lasted a lot longer than this one. It was... Pretty, hmm. It was a pretty stout head on there. It lasted a long time. I was surprised how long it lasted. Maybe a glassware thing here, too, because it did seem to fall flat in the studio a little it faster. Did. It, oh, it okay. did. It fell really flat. So right. um, I did recognize that right away, that it was really, really nice, long-lasting, nice ruby-looking head on that. It was really, really pretty good. Uh, then we into the flavor. I thought it was pretty, pretty dry, actually. I didn't, you know, not much... Backing up the the raspberry flavor, the sweetness from the raspberries for sure. I got some alcoholic sweetness in there too. Yeah, but yeah, um, you know you expect no malty sweetness to back it up because yeah. it's a saison. It's supposed to be really dry, and 
yeah. and you said it was right. That was uh, it was just very okay, dry. Yeah. So yeah. It, you know that goes with the style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have liked to have something backing up the, the raspberries a little bit. Okay, uh, so you the, want a little bit. I would like something in there, but then it pulls, okay. pulls it out of the style. So it's kind of the, the double-edged sword there. Yeah, um, it, it's a nice fruit beer for that one. Uh, with this much really nice raspberry flavor and, and aroma, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted more. I wanted more complex flavors at the end because it just went dry. Okay, I, I didn't get I it. I didn't get any spiciness. I didn't get any pepperiness. I didn't get any of that. I just all beautiful fruit. Yeah. And then it went dry. Yeah. Uh, pretty tart, sourness, but again, no diacetyl. Thank you for that, Ricky. <laughs> uh, the the raspberry one that I had tasted a little medicinal at the end. Okay. Um, all right. I'm not getting it in this one. So Definitely a little bottle variation yeah, happening. Yeah, you can get that from oxidation. So yeah. it probably had some oxygen in the bottle. Okay. Could be something else, too. Uh, you can get some tannins from the yeah, from the seeds too. Right. Yeah. So you know that goes with the with the tartness and the sourness uh, on that. Um, also, if you're doing some fruit beers and you're using fruit plus some extract, if you use too much extract, you're going to get the medicinal flavors too. I like to use the the extract to help with the with the aroma. So I don't want to taste the extract. I just want to put in just a few enough drops so I can smell it. Oh, you boost the aroma. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's a doc secret right there. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you, just, you want to boost it. You don't want to use the extract, which smells really nice but tastes like medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it totally does, too. Yeah, and it does. So you want to do just enough in there so it just it helps with the aroma, and that's going to help with the flavor, too. Okay. If, it, if you put a couple drops too many... It's going to taste like medicine. And right. I was getting that in the bottle I had at home. I'm not getting it in this one so much. But okay. that, that was, that's kind of what it brought to mind. Uh, let's go on to mouthfeel. Uh, the one I had was very creamy, a lot of thick mouthfeel, uh, kind of almost slick. And it was uh, even due to – mine had a lot of carbonation. So I'm thinking maybe even that bottle might even had some infection in it. Uh, just slight, not a lot. I didn't taste anything, but it's extra dry, mm-hmm. a little bit ropey in the mouth feel. I don't get okay. it with this one, right? So variation from bottle to bottle. It's fairly well carbonated, though. It's, it was fairly it's, well it's carbonated too. Yeah. So you get that with some infection. You get it fairly well carbonated, but I'm gonna. It's enough of a slight difference in this yeah. beer than what I had at home. Okay. So just a little bit of bottle variation. I got uh, alcohol warmth again mm-hmm. on it. You know, in, in the back and the sides of the tongue. Uh, a good medium body, so even if there was infection at all in there, it wasn't too far along. It, it still had a lot of body to it. Okay. Otherwise, you, you know, you get too much infection, it rolls through there, and you just it just the whole it just body cleans drops. it out. It just right. cleans it out. No yeah. body. It's just thin, fizzy beer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, overall impression, you know, to me, it just lacked the spicy characteristic of a, of a saison. Uh, I'm having trouble calling it a saison. Uh, I didn't get, you know, it's, it's the style thing, uh, lacking yeah. the strong esters. Uh, it just, I just got a lot of fruit, beautiful fruit, by the way, but yeah. that's all I was getting. So it wasn't peppery. I didn't get the strong esters. I didn't get a lot of what should be a saison. Uh, so, you know, I, it's, I kind of come to the, you know maybe not pairing a saison with with the with the raspberries or at least this beer with it. I, I would try everything you did with this beer, mm-hmm. do a different style with it. And you don't think it works? 
Not for me. Uh, <laughs> I just it's just the, the things I want to see in the fruit mm-hmm. take away from the saison. Okay, so like the yeah, okay, and the the spiciness of the of the yeast character, which should be in the style. Maybe. I don't, I don't, I'm not getting that here. So that kind of yeah. lacks on the saison thing. But I want more, mm-hmm. more, say roundness and sweetness from the fruit, which doesn't, which, which isn't which, the style, which isn't the, it's, and it makes it out of style for yeah. a saison. Right. It does okay. say in the in the guidelines too, though, that the uh, the saison yeast character, you know, has to be there. But the maltier and richer it gets, they'll tend to mask that character more. So. Yeah. You, you know, I I might have forgiven it. I might have been a little more forgiving of that, and maybe I shouldn't have been. But you know, I, I agree with a lot of the points you're making about the beer. It's it's would you would I taste this beer out of the blue and think it was a saison? Uh, would, what would I call it? I don't know what yeah, style I put exactly. it in, but it I might at, it not. Would hint at it. It hints at it with all the fruitiness, and there's yeah. a little bit of spicy to me, but it's it's not heavy in the right. fruit, and the, the richness of the malt yeah. covers it up somewhat. Right. Quite so, <laughs> you know, all in all, you know, I'm knocking you down on style points, mostly. Hopefully I mean, he doesn't it, tell it, us he didn't use a Saison yeast. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, 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 that's what I knocked you down on all the points. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm grading it yeah. per style. You called it that. And that's what we're going to – we have to grade you on the base beer first, right, too. Right, right, right. Got to stick to it. Yeah, so um, – What would you give him? I gave him a 33. Okay. And that's just all style points. I mean, it's a nice beer. I like drinking it, too. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> that's uh, true. It? Yeah. So I uh, hope that helps and that without, you know, knocking you out of the park here. But um, <laughs> No, we're, and we're I, still I, within seven points in a competition. This would be fine, but, you know, yeah. we might want to get a little closer. So you, see, you see yeah. Brian and I are a lot closer on that. Yeah, yeah. well, and usually due to the format of the show, you guys don't have time to, to, to discuss it and come up either way. Um, no, so it's no just, we, we usually don't discuss that's our what, scores, that's and, what I'm and we, we're within a couple of points anyway, which right. is amazing to me. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I just but, really liked the beer. I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's a very smooth-drinking beer. And I, I forgave a, a little bit of the style uh, lacking, just yeah. but it's just one point of the style. But it's a major point of the but, style. I mean, had so. you called it something else, oh, or yeah. and then you know I wouldn't knock you down on, on it's all style points, and that's okay. not, it's not it's not well it's the beer. Let's get into it a little bit, Ricky. How did you use the uh, raspberries? What did you do? Because that blew everybody I, away. Okay, so I used um, the I used raspberry puree. Okay, okay. And I used three pounds of raspberry puree in this um, five-gallon batch. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Is that too? It, but it wasn't too much, I don't think. Right? No. I mean, the flavor was there. It's not overly astringent. Maybe a little. Yeah, it was a little but, over astringent, but but um, not insane amount. And the aroma was. Well, you got was a, right, dead it's a fine on, line between. Oh, I don't taste any raspberries and. Oh, I taste a little bit of astringency. I take the yeah. astringency and a lot of raspberry flavor over. Totally. Over. Oh, you know, did you put raspberries in there? Right. Are you yeah. sure you did? Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's it's easy to do that. Okay. Oh, what that's, about. That's uh, a good amount there, yeah. What about your yeast? Um, the yeast I used um, was Y Yeast 3711, the French Saison. Okay. And I use, I use that yeast a lot in my Saisons, but I usually ferment it. At a technically a cooler temp than most people say they ferment it at, I ferment at um, about sixty eight, 
and then I raise it up to about maybe 74 to finish out. Um, this one finished out at, I think, what, 10.04 is where wow. this one finished. That's super but, dry. It tastes like but, it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a nice it's, job. It's pretty dry, but it has the impression of sweetness from the fruit. So right. that's kind of cool. A lot of people have this thing have trouble with this thing even finishing down, Yeah, let alone that yeah. far. It's good so that good job on that. How come you uh, – what's the reasoning behind doing it at um, – at sixty eight. Well, I in my in my fermentation chamber, you know, maybe a lot of times I'll have more than one beer going at a time, mm-hmm. and um, instead of taking my saisons up to like you know high or like eighties or something like that, like most people do, you know, I like to keep more things going at once. So I'll keep it at sixty six, sixty eight, which is where I ferment most of my ales. Okay, so mm-hmm. just um, I don't know, brew house limitations, I guess, for lack of a better. Yeah, more so, more so, not wanting to get a lot of esters in my other beers. Right. Okay. You know, so you're doing multiple batches at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, do you, uh, go ahead. Do you have any questions for the guys, Ricky? No, I was going to say. Um, I did use. Um, this is this is also the first time. Well, the first time I used the dark candy sugar. So usually in my saisons, mm-hmm. I use clear candy sugar. Okay. And I know. Um. Lee said he, he he was tasting some like chocolatey roasty kind of things. I think that may be coming from the dark candy sugar. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a rich chocolatiness, but it's you know kind of the, it hints at chocolate with the yeah the dark dark character in there. So maybe that combined. It's with not the, like a not roasty or biting or rich, you know, super rich malt at all. Like no no roasty or even, yeah. even edging on roastiness, but just kind of like a. You know, like what you'd get from a pale chocolate, kind of a smooth, like, rich darkness to it, yeah. Okay. Uh, what was it, liquid, the liquid candy sugar, the, the or, uh, or rock, or... <laughs> it was liquid. It was yeah. liquid um, yeah, candy sugar. Stuff. You know what you're doing. Yeah, it's a lot easier that way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, if you don't have any questions for the guys, Ricky, I think I think that's it. We'll let you go. Well, well I do have one oh, question. Yeah. So go ahead. Instead of like, because in, instead of calling like, because they said they couldn't pick up the saison characters, like what, like what, what else could I could I call this to to get it mm. get it closer to being Good more question. accurate? That's uh, yeah. I mean, the, most of the Belgian styles are going to have some kind of a pepperiness to it. But it doesn't taste like an American or an English or really yeah. or a German beer or anything either. Could he have um, gone just like a farmhouse without getting specific like that? Is farmhouse the style? I don't know. I haven't read the new guy. Like, I have no yeah, idea. not so much the new guy. You, you know, just if you could, almost just an ale, you know, because it was just mm. it's just very very dry. Or like fruit beer, put in the fruit beer category. Yeah, definitely in the fruit beer category. Yeah, right? and then well, uh, I guess you'd have. But to, they're gonna yeah. want to know that with the base style. Yeah, and. Hmm. That's a good question, but yeah, you 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 might want to just drive that temperature up a little higher the next time, and and it might yeah. pull out some more of that. Yeah. I, mean, I think that the French saison yeast is is generally a little bit smoother and silky, and and um, you know just just softer on the palate than some of the other saison yeast, so it's not as biting and as, and as harsh and and uh, you know astringent or you know kind of um, uh, peppery. So um, you could probably. Yeah, maybe even uh, mix your yeast strains if you like that one. Blend another uh, saison yeast strain in with it, and and uh, you might get the best of both worlds out of that, and kind of uh, you know get some some more of the pepperiness. But yeah, uh, I'll drive it up a little bit more at the end there, and and maybe start a little higher if you can. Just just hold on, you're uh, you're prolific there, so that's good. But yeah. you know, uh, 
empty something out and then start one a little you know a little higher than you do and then maybe just pull it out in the summer or something in a warmer space in your house or whatever and and make it work so that yeast will, will go pretty high <laughs> yeah just cool. try a little more uh, aggressive yeast because uh, if it this might be fine uh the yeast might be fine if you don't have the raspberries in there because it just kind of overpowers the, mm-hmm. the softness right. of that of that yeast um uh, so you also just grind up some peppercorns and drop those in there. <laughs> just fake it. Fake it. <laughs> um, you know, you might want to try that just with one glass. Just, I mean, just, it might just, just pour it, pour a glass and uh, grind up some peppercorns and put a little bit in there until, really? until you can taste it. You know, it's, it you only you only got you know, one beer. Well, it's the true. same right. flavors. I it's, mean, it's it's, it's not, the same flavors. Yeah. It might it, it'd be surprised what you get to get out of it. Are you going to do that, Ricky? A, or are you? Are these these people are kind of crazy. So it's a phenolic I, flavor. I've, I've you know? done some. I've done something like that because um, I work at a I work at a homebrew shop, and nice. we actually took this sample and um, put one of the samples and to put some uh, lactic acid in it mm-hmm. just to see kind of what it would be like if we turned it sour because of the, all the raspberry flavor. Yeah, and actually it was pretty good. So that that may be something I do is put some peppercorn in it to see how mm-hmm. it turns out. There or, you go. Or if you could get it more lactic, you could probably even enter as a Berliner with raspberry. Because it's 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 dry enough, it just lacks that lack lack very, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very alcoholic though. You know, yeah. maybe a wild wild sour or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Do, do it again in uh, sour, man. And then right. send it in though. Send it at us Dude, because we want. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. will do. All right, thanks, Ricky. Thanks Thank so you much. Yeah. All right, bud. Bye. That was fun. Cool. Good beer too. Uh, oop, hung up him. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk to Justin. And his uh, bourbon pecan uh, homebrew, right? Scottish export. Scott, thank you. Scottish export. I'm kind of excited about this because I kind of like all these these flavors, man. I like Scottish exports. I like pecans. I like bourbon. I like wood. (laughs) Am I going to like them all together? Like being exported. I love being exported. Uh, All right, it's Doctor Homebrew. Everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. Everyone, thanks for sticking with us. And the band stuck with us. Those guys are still there. The band, the band, the band is still here, man. Well, they're and paid all night. We have to play for fifteen seconds at a time. And they get paid the same as us. Well, and they get uh, they get a, a portion of the door too. There's nothing. Yeah. They're union. Yeah. <laughs> they're super union people. Wow. Uh, all right, on the phone we have Justin. Justin, are you here, buddy? Yeah. How you, you doing, me? man? Yeah, got you loud and clear, man. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Bad. Not too bad. Uh, Brian, you want to pop those beers? No, no, I think no, you'll no. pop that beer. Uh, so we are trying your Scottish export bourbon pecan uh, beer, man, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cap smells good. Even, so, the, even the cap smells good. Where'd you come up with the idea for this one? Um, I had not too long before I decided or kind of came up with a recipe for that. Abita makes a uh, pecan ale. Yes, it's and, good, and, too. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I had a, I got like a six pack of that. And then, like I uh, said, I did a split batch with this. Half of it I did with the pecan, and there was the pecan was toasted and soaked in bourbon. And then the other half I just did on a bourbon barrel save. Um, so that one is just the pecan and bourbon. The bourbon barrel one. Uh, I ran out of already. <laughs> <laughs> you like you ran out. You didn't just drink it all. <laughs> it just uh, sort of ran uh, out. Yeah. It disappeared. I don't know what happened. Uh, is this the first time you you tried something like this? Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, this is the first time. Okay, and uh, uh, the the big question, the important question: How long have you been homebrewing? Uh, for about three years or so. 
Okay. I think that's right about the time when you start messing around with stuff like this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of excited. I was in Brazil for a couple of years, and I brewed there. Oh, wow. Um, but there's, like, no bourbon there. Or it's extremely <laughs> expensive, so I wasn't using bourbon for brewing <laughs> there. So when I got back, it was nice to be able to get that in barrel staves and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like a whole new ingredient for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, all right, Doc, you want to start off uh, since we made we made uh, Brian go last time? All right, fine. <laughs> So I know he like been put on the spot. Yeah. So originally we were looking at this being a wood aged beer because that's what JP told us. <laughs> uh, but we can't also judge it as uh, the 14C, the uh, the Scottish export. I'd put mm-hmm. it in yeah category uh, 33B if you were entering in a competition. I guess if you're you know for the it's a specialty wood aged beer. Okay. So does this one have wood in it? No, it does not. Oh. JP told us would. Uh, I said uh, he had split half of the batch. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't entirely okay. clear, but yeah, yeah, I might have not clarified. Sorry. No, no. It's, you know, honestly, I should have. I should have. So, if you guys knocked him down points because you couldn't taste any wood, bring those points back. All up. Right. That's my fault. All right. All right. So, uh, aroma. Let's go with that one. Um, it's got some very strong esters. Uh, I get a slight sourness out of it. Uh, the diacetyl, eh, it's like the medium. I would just got the butterscotchy kind of kind of aroma, mm-hmm. uh, which is okay in in this style to have a little bit of that. Uh, uh, no hop aromas really. You're not supposed to in this style anyway. So it's it's just all all malt. Um, I got uh, some alcoholic notes, really kind of rumbling through at the end. Uh, definitely, I, I you can smell the bourbon in there too, and that yes. actually has a lot of the oak character in it. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of oak out of the smell. Oh, okay, okay, sure. And so, see, look at that. Yeah, there you go. It's, it is oak aged after all, just not the well, beer. The barrels, the, yeah, the, the bourbon, bourbon is. the bourbon's oak aged. I'm, right. I'm getting a lot of that smell coming through. Yeah, me too. Oh, got it. What, what kind of bourbon do you use, Justin? Sorry, I'm gonna. Uh, I use Bullet. There you go. Okay. Oh, what a waste for Bullet. <laughs> hey, maybe that's his low shelf. You don't know. <laughs> that, you don't know how he point. rolls. Yeah, good point. He could have, he could have be, you know, be Blanton's up here and then Bullet right there, and that's yeah. fine. I don't. <laughs> nice choice, by the way. Good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I poured it out, the appearance tall, foamy head. Uh, it, it went away pretty quickly. Uh, that can be indicative of a lot of alcohol in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it'll take it down. Uh, medium cloudiness. Uh, yeah, medium, medium to low cloudiness. It's, yeah. it's definitely not clear or brilliant, so um, still not bad. Uh, you know, I, I just, I just call it that's uh, you know Brian's shitty pour. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I call it bouncing around in JP's trunk on the way yeah. here on the, on the speed pumps. That's the BS, true. The BSP, Brian's shitty pour. <laughs> so, yep. um, but you know, all in all, you know, it, it's. Got nice legs on it. It's uh, the head sticks around the sides of the glass pretty well. Yeah, that, that's all pretty good. Uh, flavor, uh, slight to moderate diacetyl, especially at the finish. Uh, we're still getting that, you know, in the style. But I think it's just a little pushing it a little bit too much for the style. Uh, it's pretty dry. I like to have more more malt roundness in this kind of kind of beer. Uh, you know, the color is really good for the. 
for the style. So, you know, that that kind of leads you to wanting more. Yeah. You know, what's the flavor going to be and, and things. So, I, it's again, it's a little alcoholic. It doesn't hide it very mm-hmm. well. Uh, that You're not saying you put too much in there, but, you know, you need more maltiness to kind of hide that. So More sweet. Yeah. Kind of um, cover that. Okay. Yeah, kind of maybe, you know, higher ferment temp. I mean, a mash temp and, uh, you know, a lower ferment temp. Both those two things. Uh, those, that helps hide it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get much bourbon in the flavor, though. It's more in the, in the, in, in the nose. I get it. I can, I mean, now that he says bullet, I'm well yeah. versed in bullet. I could totally taste it. Yeah, I'm getting bullet. that. I'm getting that. It's, 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 yeah, it's got So that. I wonder if you just pick another. It's got that graininess. I get, I get the graininess coming. Because that's a smooth bourbon. That's it's a smooth yeah. bourbon. Yes. Like, I've done it a couple times. I use wild turkey. Which is a little, I think, more aggressive. Just buy the cheapest bourbon you can get and put a teaspoon in your batch. Then you're good. You know? Nah, I, look, I put a lot more in that. Yeah, no, just kidding. I really like a lot yeah. of bourbon in there. Yeah. I do like a lot of bourbon in there. Yeah, but if you're using a smoother bourbon, yeah. that's the funny thing. Yeah. Like you might not I, get as much of the character. I, I like Maker's yeah. Mark in there because yeah. you, know, you can get it anywhere. And it's, it's got a nice, big, round flavor Bold. to it. Bold flavor yeah. to it. And it's not going to break the bank and you don't cry when you put it to the, bullet, <laughs> the bullet in there. <laughs> So, uh, one for my homies. <laughs> um, as far as the pecans, I, I'm not getting a lot of pecans out of this flavor at all. I didn't smell them. Because I, I totally do. Because have you had this the, the beer that he's talking about, the Abita, the pecan? No. I, it, I, I, think, I think they're, they're front and center. But, I, but, I, but yeah, I don't know how to describe it. And it's not like eating a pecan pie, which is um, the only other time I've ever yeah. had pecans. Um, I'm just I'm just not getting. Enough. What is it? It's one of those things where you call it a pecan, right, be- whatever, and you right. don't. Just because I'm, it I'm, is a I'm pecan. wanting more, Justin. How do you describe a pecan flavor? <laughs> Help me uh, out. <laughs> Help me out. Oh no, it was yeah. It was from even while I was like doing the recipe and stuff, and I was trying to research it. I heard that people were saying it was kind of a delicate flavor to get through, and I was afraid of how much I was going to use if it was going to get kind of that vegetal type flavor of having that much organic like stuff in mealy, it. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mealy. Yeah, maybe a little. Hmm. Did you roast them at all? Yeah, I, let's see. I wrote down here somewhere. Yeah, I don't see. But I toasted them in the oven for, I don't know, like, 15, 20 minutes, and then I let them sit in a bag to try to soak up some of the oils, and then I put them in the beer. Or, well, then I put them in the bourbon, rather. Oh, okay. God, you know what? I'm sorry, Doc. Keep going. I'm going to try to work on the flavor descriptor of pecans. Well, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just yeah. barely getting it. I think yeah. you can just leave the studio and let us sit here and talk, and you go buy some pecans. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do that. I'll go wait Watch, for them to come go, in season, go take and a then run. I'll be right yeah. back. I'll see you later. Take a run. Go I've eaten plenty of pecans in my life. Okay. I, okay. Okay. I never have, so I've only drinking them. Drinking them? Drank them. Drank them? Drank them. Drank them. Drank them. Drank them. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I, I thought, and although I thought it was the taste was a little bit cloying too. Yeah, it just kind of made my parotid glands just kind of squirt. You, you know, you are a doctor, yeah. Jesus. So uh, yeah, that 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 I got at the end, and I just got too much too much butterscotch at the end. Mm-hmm. I think some of that is the pecan, honestly. 
kind of an oily, some oils, yeah, almost buttery, but not really butter. Well, well, well that comes to the mouth feeling like this. Exactly yeah. what I'm, I'm, I'm getting a creamy slickiness, mm-hmm. uh, kind of almost ropey, and mm-hmm. that's going to be from the oils from the from the. That's Doc's word of the day today. It's ropey. 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 So <laughs> I wrote it down all over the place. <laughs> uh, so that's the main thing in the mouth feel. Okay. Uh, other than that, it was, it was pretty pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. What'd you uh, give it? Uh, 27. All right. All because I had to knock it down because it's just too much butterscotch in there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get enough you know, maltiness in the back. Okay. Brian? Okay. Yeah. So, again... Um, uh, getting into the aroma, it does have a uh, uh, somewhat inviting aroma there. It's got a low, moderate kind of toasty malt. There's no hops, and that's that'll be appropriate to style. But uh, there's some smooth. Um, it, it, there is kind of a woody character to it. It's like you 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 get the bourbon and you think of wood. I guess you know it's like you get, uh, you get the wood. vanillins and the you know. But yeah, yeah. you get wood. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think of bourbon and I get wood. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially when you call it bullet. Yeah. No, um, so it's it's not sharp at all. It's just uh, something smooth in there with the booze. But yeah, there's a there's a pretty mellow, moderate bourbon booziness to this. Uh, it's not at all overwhelming in the aroma. Uh, it has pretty low esters in there. There's a little bit of that buttery, butterscotchy thing. Um, again, no obvious um, nuts to me or anything that I would think of as like a nuttiness or a, or a, a pecan like aroma, but. Um, yeah, and I didn't get any bad, uh, you know, DMS or acetaldehyde or anything. Just, and I don't know, you know, again, if the it doesn't it doesn't smell fully like diacetyl. It, that the butteriness is kind of a butterscotchiness, like you can get in yes. some of the um, some of the Scottish beers. It's so, not an off flavor, but I I don't know. I think it's I think it's the pecan edition. Yeah, I think it there's might something be. in there. Maybe there's too much. It's presenting itself in an interesting way. So it's not like yeah. it wasn't what I expected, but it, it might be that that's what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, Appearance-wise, it's kind of amber-colored. It was a little bit light for the style. It's kind of like a, around an 11 SRM. You know, like it's, um, kind of, you know, you want to hit at least 13 or, you know, into the teens there to get, get a little more coppery-colored. There's kind of a medium amber with kind of orangish tinge to it. But you want to get a little richer in the color for the, the Scottish beers. A uh, little bit of hazy presentation again. I blame JP. It's got a um, uh, low off white head that faded pretty soon after pouring, probably from the booze. Um, in the flavor, it's malty with some toast, mostly a Swedish caramelly kind of flavor, and a little bit of not Swedish like Swedish, the nationality, yeah. but the pretty, okay. pretty sweet beer. Yeah, <laughs> I get a lot of Swedish, Swedish <laughs> fish, and but at the same time, it's just, that's, you know, kind of a one trick on the malt. It's one trick pony. It's kind of just this caramelly thing. It's not as rich or bold or caram or um, you know uh, kettle caramelized as you would expect it to be. And um, it seems a bit fruitier in the flavor than it was in the aroma. Um, it was kind of just low esters in the aroma, but it's a little fruitier in the flavor. And the booze is hanging in there nicely in check with everything else. Um, there, there is a little bit of a, a bitingness. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not harsh, but you get that the bourbon does attack your tongue a little bit, and that's that's again kind of going into the mouthfeel there. But uh, you know, it, it it seems to finish pretty sweet. Again, not getting a lot of nuttiness or what I would expect as a nuttiness. But I don't eat pecans every Tuesday either. So <laughs> this is Thursday. Yeah. Oh, pecan Thursday. 
that's a different story. <laughs> that's what the, that's what the bar should do. Yeah. Pecan Thursdays, everybody. Yeah. Um, Body-wise, it was pretty full, medium full body. And um, maybe a little too full for the style. Is that, you know, if you get it to a wee heavy, yeah, that can be pretty full bodied. But like a Scottish export, that's like a, you know, five and a half percent beer at the most. Maybe a lower, but yeah. Um, so it's a little bit. There's a little bit of astringency and roughness in the in the mouthfeel that I was kind of sensing in the you know the flavor it had kind of some some boozy flavors that were you know it's it's smooth it's smooth bourbon and and I think there's a lot of it in there that it's is really coming through and you also get that warmth so it's weird because it doesn't seem like the beer itself is that heavy on the alcohol but the booze makes it seem like it is <laughs> so. It's kind of a weird animal to me. Carbonation is mm-hmm. medium low, where it kind of where it should be, and that's fine. Uh, but but overall, it's a, it's an interesting beer. I had a kind of a hard time judging it, but it was a pretty good job of keeping the the booze in balance with the other elements that are there. But it is it is pretty pretty prominent, um, it, you know, just to the edge of pushing everything else. But like, what I find is that it's just not. The style is not pushing up enough. It's the, the richness that you would get from the malt and the Scottish um, kettle caramelization and the richness that you get and the darkness uh, from the malt. That would give it a better balance. Um, you know, again, it's a decent, decent boost character. I'm not getting the nuts. I might just be nuts. But uh, either well, you've been married for a long. Bring time, those so. up, or yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, or maybe just get rid of them and don't even declare the pecans. I think it'd be a nice if you brought up the just with the booze and the Scottish ale. That would be a fun beer, and the mm. nuts you could you know well, leave maybe them, you can leave, leave them out the next time. Hmm. I'm not getting much from them, and it is a subtle flavor. And if you do, like you said, if you do go over the top, you might get this kind of mealy, funky thing, like. Trying to put too many things into a specialty beer can be troubling because you just end up trying to get a three-way balance right is a lot harder than trying to get just two-way balance right. Tell you me know. about it. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> it's I, I like the beer. It's it's very drinkable. I I but I also kind of knocked it down for various things that I talked about. So it's a, I gave it a twenty-eight, but um, you know it's very drinkable and and we could sip a lot of this and use the nice bourbon in it. So. You know, for for a lot of a lot of aspects of it are pretty nice. So, um, thanks for sharing it. And if you have any questions, we'll. I would have given it a thirty-two. Okay, because I well, see, yeah. I get pecan like a lot, and I think it might be overdone. And I wonder if the style yeah. is maybe a little high. If you could bring the style down a bit, yeah, and the pecan would come through a little bit because you get the sweeter. I think more butterscotchy vibe kind of thing from the pecans with the, a lot of that sweet malt, and then the sweet from the bourbon. I think those three things aren't jiving so well, and I think one needs to be backed off a little bit. And I would say the malt, the the beer style, do a boozy and woody version of it with the yeah, yeah with <laughs> boosting up the Scottish ale style a little bit. What but, you want, you know, what you can do is take the first uh, gallon of of uh, wort that you pull off, do their first runnings, and then just boil the shit out of that for you know twenty <laughs> yeah. thirty minutes, just and real thick. you get it mm-hmm. real thick, and then you do the rest of your runoff, and it, it can give you the richness that you want, or just do an extended like a hundred and twenty minute boil. But you know that's one of the tricks is you can kind of boil the first runnings a little bunch bit. Bunch of stuff you can do. Try to do that. But uh, like I would say too, like JP was kind of alluding to there, or well, no, we ca- talked about earlier the wood kind of being declared when we judged it. I had that in the back of my mind, and mm-hmm, it was yeah. 
it was kind of lacking, so I probably brought it down a couple of points for that. So okay. I might I might get up towards thirty with with you there, JP. So okay, yeah, yeah. Let's leave Doc behind because we're yeah. Yeah. I'm dust. I'm not budging. <laughs> uh, Justin, do you have any questions for the guys, or anything you want to uh, comment about the um, about your process? I mean, I think you're pretty uh, straightforward. Yeah, no, like yeah. I agree with uh, what all you like. I'm looking at my taste, my notes. I took tried to take some notes when i like tasted it last and like the same thing as i thought it was the body was a little thin i thought that Mm -hmm. it was a little astringent in the finish and i wasn't sure like i when i sent it in i that's when i decided what i guess uh what it should be classified as and i'm not sure now if it should be a um Scottish export or not? I'm looking at my recipe was uh, was Tim. It was a six gallon batch, five gallon batch. I'm sorry. I had ten pounds of Maris Otter, a pound of Crystal Forty, a pound of Carapils, and a pound of wheat. Mm-hmm. And then I, which is mostly why the it doesn't really have any body. I mashed at 150, um, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, for the yeast, it was the Y yeast 1098, and I did like one, one liter starter. But I'm thinking about I for it to be a Scottish export, it probably I would have been better if I had mashed it higher and maybe a different yeast. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a different English beer or something. What, what was the starting gravity on this? Uh, the starting gravity was 1054. Okay, yeah, kind of where you should have it for that, yeah. Yeah, and it finished at ten eleven, but yeah, I guess that would be my question: is do you think it would be better as brewing it to maybe a different style, more like a, I don't know, like a English ale, or keeping it as the Scottish export and trying to get a little more body and. Um, you you pro- you want to use that Scottish uh, the Scottish yeast with it to to do that and, yeah. and it kind of imparts a little bit of smokiness kind of to the uh, from the yeast mm. in that case which helps define the style too might be good though uh, I think that would be a good way to go I mean I thought <laughs> I like the idea beers, of it of bourbon you know pecan yeah. Scottish export it sounded nice to me yeah. and yeah. when I poured it and it was a little too light and sometimes something like that can color your impressions of the rest of the beer too you're like oh it's too light and it's like you know, I don't want. I don't think I was overly harsh on it, but it's just like, well, you know, it's a little disappointing on on certain fronts and up front, and then you just kind of go. Yeah, along so I, yeah it's a, I think it's a good idea for a beer. Totally uh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just need to kind of perfect, you know, what what the Scottish export is to you, and well, uh, yeah, that I mean, and to your point, Justin, I, I would, I would, I would maybe try a, a, a lighter bodied style because I want the pecans to show through more and not kind of. And I would also try a different bourbon. I would try more more mm, oak more, heavy more bourbon. aggressive yeah. bourbon. Yeah, like like a maker's mark is fine. Or you could do a bullet rye. Bullet rye. That, I was actually I was thinking a rye might be pretty tasty. Yeah, in that here. bullet rye is going to give you that that heavy special and that spiciness. Mm-hmm. And, but it's still pretty, you know, middle of the road it as is, far as intensity it, goes. But you're still going to get that that oomph from the rye. Yeah, or like Evan Williams makes some good bourbons for the same amount, of, you know, same price, thirty bucks or whatever it is. Uh, see that—that's what you have to do. Are you a bourbon guy, Justin? You like bourbon? Yeah, yeah. That's, see, actually, I you use the start... bullet because here in Columbus, it's like almost 
for that I think it's like a seven fifty bottle I got. It's like ten dollars cheaper than a bottle of Maker's. So that's oh, wow. Why wow. So it's like the Budweiser of wow. bourbon. Right. <laughs> See, that's when you know that your your community is uh, is doing pretty you know pretty good. Like, if your if your if your bottom shelf is uh, is bullet, that's not bad. It's not too bad. I mean, I don't know. But see, so that's what you can do. That you just go around, and there's your excuse to blow 150 bucks on bourbons, and you, you do it. <laughs> and you do a tasting, man, and you figure out. But that's 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 my personal suggestion because I like everything that you've done here. Um, I like these kind of beers. I like bourbon. I like wood in the beers. I mean, it's good that you didn't try to blend it with a really hoppy beer or something. Right. That would just kill that would it. everything. You wanna you wanna keep it as on a maltier style like the Scottish and the English yeah. ales, uh, no, but not that some of the English. You know, you don't want to do with it like an ESB or something with a lot of bitterness. Yeah, but I uh, yeah yeah, but no something no mellow. smooth bourbon. Do it with a you know, a little more aggressive on it. You'll do like right. a, a mild ale or a dark mild or something with it, and and put a yeah, little no, just a little good. booze in there and and kind of. Bring up maybe the pecans will show through a little more that way. I don't know. Yeah, have, that's have not a bad fun. idea. More like uh, the the American uh, styles, I guess. Because like you were saying, the yeast characteristics. You probably want a cleaner yeast in there. A lot like um, uh, now, I just blanked on his name, uh, Ricky with the with the saison. The raspberry yeah. could cover up the saison th- the yeah. Uh, yeah. characteristics of his yeast. I have a feeling the pecans and the bourbon are kind of going to do the same thing with that Scottish. I don't think the yeast is getting in the no. way here. No, but I think the a, other way around. It's a pretty neutral kind of British yeast. You know, that's yeah. more characterful than a, than a Chico, but, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I mean, well, f- first of all, Justin, what yeast did you use? He said 1098. 1098. Okay, perfect. Um, I, I'm saying British, maybe the pecans. British ale yeast. And, uh, and the bourbon are hiding any sort of yeast characteristics that are coming through. So you might as well just use a cleaner yeast. Maybe not. I don't know. You can experiment, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you, uh, but I like the idea of the Scottish yeast and the you know okay. twisting it that way. You have to make Especially a lot of this. Declare it this Justin. way, but, yeah. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. Do you guys have a suggestion on the Scottish yeast? Like I just used, I did a. There's a um, a con. Uh, uh, they have like a British beer contest. I did a mild for it, and I used Indenburg. I liked it pretty good. You guys have any opinion on that? Maybe trying it with the Indenburgies. Uh you just go with like the the, the regular kind of Y E seventeen twenty eight, the Scottish Ale yeast, or you know something similar to that. I, I don't have a lot of experience with the Edinburgh, uh, but uh, yeah, what did what did that do for you? Was it nice? Yeah, the mild pretty, came out pretty good. I yeah. or I like it. Why don't you just try this whole thing with the mild with, the, with your mild recipe? Yeah, same thing you're doing, and and try it that oh, way. I that'd think, be so good. I think it'd be yeah. pretty nice, dude. All right, well, I'll send them in when those... they're finished. For yes, <laughs> and I will check up. Because yeah. I, I liked it. <laughs> those I thought you were going to accentuate the malt and 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 give you a nice a nice counterpoint to that to that bourbon and everything else. For there, sure. So, yeah. For sure. Keep it. Keep it going. Keep keep yeah. having fun with that beer. Don't let us peg you into. A, Oh, <laughs> here! Like you need to go into the corner there and put your beer this way. Just right. Do do different things until you get something that really balances well for you and your friends and what you like, and keep having fun with it. That's that's the fun of homebrewing. Yeah. Do you have any uh, other questions for the guys, Justin? Uh, no, no. It was okay. really good feedback. It was my f- first awesome. try with that beer. I figured it would need some adjustments, yeah. but. I appreciate the feedback. No, you're you're yeah, well man. on the way, and yeah. it's yeah, just it, some some keep plugging along, some turns here and there, and have some fun with it. All right, all right. Thanks, Justin. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Right, man. Cheers. Bye. It's good beer. All right, yeah, we're gonna bye. take a break, and then when we come back, um, 
We're going to give away some prizes, and then we're going to leave. Prizes. Yeah. Talk to Homebrew, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yay. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today admitted homebrewing is not always free of frustrations years ago brothers bill and jim mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance the pico brew zymatic the zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via wi-fi it comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's a pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ah, oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Before we get to the uh, to the real stuff, who's going to win some uh, some grog tags here? Uh, I want to talk to you guys about the iDip. We've talked about it before, and you've heard other people mention on the shows. Uh, but Brian recently was able to use the iDip. Uh, I did, right, Brian? Which, uh, in case you know, you, you don't know what it is. It's a, a photometer. Right, that's yeah. the, the, the so, worded. So. You do your uh, your water testing in it, and it's, you use like four mils 
of water. It, it pairs with an app on your phone, so you can share your water results. So you get you get it right up to date. It's it's just it's instantaneous. There's no math. You don't have to calculate anything out. I know there's a bunch of spreadsheets, Doc. We've talked about it on the show several times. There's water spreadsheets and all this kind of nonsense, right? right. You don't have to do that anymore. It's just this little handheld device, pairs via Bluetooth with your phone, and uh, you can have a record of all your water. So, like, for, for does, for club does, if you, yeah. if you do a brew or whatever, you can share the water profile with everybody. It's, it's pretty simple. Neat. It's just that simple. So, Brian, you, yeah. you, you, you monkeyed around with it a little yeah, bit, Yeah, it's, right? it's pretty fun to use, it's, it's, and it's easy to use. You know, it took, it took a little uh, – I, I worked to get the hang of it. I've never really been a, a – lab guy or anything like you know i took a little chemistry in yeah. in high school and in college but um it, it, you don't you're not required to be a chemist it's if you can you know dip a, a strip in a liquid and hold it in there for 20 seconds kind of you, know, you gently wave the strip back and forth which has the reagents contained on it that mm-hmm. the photometer you know looks through the liquid to determine what all is in there uh, and you know different different ways of calculating it, but it, it does everything for you, and it just you connect it to your iPhone. That was really easy, worked smoothly, and or your any device, you know whatever uh, yeah. Bluetooth device you have, and um, you just go through the tests, and and the, the kit was for you know all the things you want to know for your brewing water, your your calcium, the, the alkalinity, the hardness. Um, it's thirty-five. You know, it's like thirty-five tests. Yeah, both. Yeah, I mean, the you, brewing kit comes with the you know it calculates the magnesium hardness for you, it gives you your calcium hardness, and uh, you know chlorides, sulfates, everything. So, um, yeah, it's it. I mean, I know I have hard water, and it, it was like, yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of a lot of yeah. magnesium, a lot of alkalinity, a lot of hardness, and it's like, yeah, that's our water, you know. And then and then I did a, another test with just a bottle of. Um, you know, crystal spring water, or whatever. It's just like, uh, mm-hmm. and everything came in low on that. So it was, you know, it very easy to use and pretty fun to play with. So I did a demo for the uh, the Madzheimer's just homebrew club yeah. uh, at our last uh, club meeting, and uh, we tested another local water. Which, so there's like in the Bay Area, there's a lot of different. You know, I'm on Zone Seven, and um, some buddies of mine up in San Ramon or on the East Bay Mud, and and uh, the buddy that I brew with. Uh, Eric, he's got he he gets water from his dad's place and brings it in big jugs, and brews with that. And uh, okay. you know, I know why. <laughs> oh, really? We tested it and it, it, everything was nice and and low on that. You get you got a little calcium in there, and and most of the other stuff is is low. So it, it was kind of nice that way. Uh, but uh, it was it's nice to know what you're brewing with, and if you need to yeah. adjust it for the style you're making that that particular day. So yeah, well, that's, especially if we, we talk about on the show a lot. Uh, water yeah. water matters, and I've never done water tests because I don't want to do the math. I've, right. I, that has always intimidated me. But with yeah. this, you don't have to. Well, also, uh, you know, Colin Kaminsky has talked about this too. It, mm. it can change day to day. If yeah. they switch reservoirs on you, and you change, and you, you pay the money to send it into like Ward Labs, and you get your your, your all your tests back. Hey, this is, yeah. my, this is my water. That doesn't mean it's forever and ever. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily going to mean no. your water today. What's right, water? and especially those people who who uh, you know filter their water and leave it in their mash tun or whatever overnight to yeah. what chlor, uh, chlor drive the chlorine drive off, off the chloramines. What is that doing to your? I mean, you know, oh, you, you want to change. You want to know exactly what's going on yeah. right before you dump your grains in. Right, and I and I measured at home the filtered water versus the. Uh, you know, just straight from the tap, and it was lower on uh, the chlorine. So there was definitely it's removing some of the chloramines, but it still was fairly high. So it's not mm-hmm. removing all of it. You know, 
you want to run your filters really slow to get that stuff out. But okay. you know, you can look at it and know where you're at that day. So that is nice, and you can blend in some RO or you can boost something up. Do we actually, I mean, we made a batch on Monday, and um, you know, it was like, I, okay, we use that San Ramon water. And we were making a porter, so I wanted to bring up, you know, certain things to to make it right for the porter. And, you know, um, so we, we, we did some mineral additions there right on the spot. I just kind of calculated them in a, in a, you know, Brewer's Friend or whatever there. So, yeah, I just kind of put together a water profile that we wanted to use and made a, a shallow grave clone. And, you know, it's fermenting a happily way now. You can see it on the, the, the beer bug site. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I recommend it. Uh, it's the only it's the only tester on the market that you don't need math, which is instantly my friend. So you can go to smartbrewkit.com, and there's a code, uh, TBN15. That's all caps, uh, the letters T, B, and N. And you get free shipping plus a bottle of reagent, which is like a $70 value or something like that. I don't know. I love the iDip. I think it's rad. The guys are really nice. Uh, George is, is the main yeah. guy we're talking to. He goes, you know, if you have any questions or anybody has any questions... Just call me up, and I'll talk to him about it. Yeah, I chatted and with you him. Don't, you don't really get that kind of level of service these days with some products. But, no. uh, I don't know, the guys at, uh, at uh, the Smart Brew Kit are, are really solid people. And they're going to be – they were in Inchi last year. They'll be in Inchi this year. Uh, they're kind of everywhere. So yeah. go up to them and say That's hi. That's a good outfit. And those reagent bottles come with a lot of tests. So Dude, I mean, right? It'll, it'll last you a long while. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let's give out, let's give out some, some stuff, man. Right. So we had – uh, Justin and we had Ricky. Uh, Ricky had the raspberry uh, saison, and Justin had the pecan uh, Scottish export. And so the winner of the uh, forty dollars grog tag, at least your beer will look good, gift gift certificate was Justin with his pecan yeah. uh, pecan Scottish uh, thing there. You so, put a uh, lot of stuff on that label. You yeah, definitely. Well, and he, so he already has labels that he made. The label is actually really cool. Jean-Luc Picard, and there's like, a, like an 8-bit graphic of Jean-Luc Picard in a, like <laughs> in a Star yeah. Trek uh, outfit or whatever it is. With his hands over his With face. With his hands over his face, yeah. What have I done? Uh, so uh, there you go, uh, Justin. You, you can now uh, you know, go over to grogtag.com and uh, you know, start pre-pre- pre-planning your labels. And I'll send an email to Todd over there at grogtag and uh, you know, have him hook you up, and uh, we'll be well, good to go. Those guys are starting to make tap handles coming up pretty soon, too. They're making tap handles, yeah, customized so tap do. handles, dude. You could take your Jean-Luc Picard and port it to the tap handle uh, if you want to make this over and over. It's right? Jean-Luc Picard. Sorry, sorry. Uh, how dare you? Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. Jean-Luc Picard. He even waxed the bottles. He even waxed two of the bottles, and then I think he ran out of wax, so he used duct tape. So well, I was waxed. Yours is waxed, but uh, oh, the, the, one the, the one that we drank here was uh, duct tape, which I was like, fine. Yeah. Actually, I prefer it. I think it's great. Hey, anybody up in the Sacramento area want to take a beer judging 101 class, Sac Beer Week coming up? Uh, we're doing a class on the 28th of February. So anyone listening live who lives in that area, go to uh, tinyurl.com slash class 16 and grab a ticket or just search for us on Sac Beer Week, Week website. Perfect. We'll teach you how to be a judge. Yeah, then you should learn how to be a judge. It's a lot of fun. Doc, you need to do it. Or just listen to our show. Yeah, I probably should, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it right on the list. <laughs> you need a yeah. JP. Come on up. Uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> look, it's a great class and all, but uh, I, I did it. I'm a judge. That's yeah. it. I, you know, I did it. I did it to say I did it. Oh, sorry, Brian. I turned you that's off. You're, you're all right, buddy. You're that's why you're the host of the show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The hostess with the most. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get out of here, let, let me remind you to uh, check out all our other shows. We have, um, you know, the session coming up on Monday. we got Pizza Port coming in. Uh, and then next Monday, uh, Doc is the uh, Seven Stills show. 
I, I keep looking at it on my calendar. It looks like it's Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills cool, show. Yeah, Stephen Stills on the show. <laughs> We're going to drink uh, a bunch of bourbons and whiskeys and talk it, about stuff, man. It, it's caught me how many times? That I, I look at my calendar real quick. Stephen Stills. Like, oh, damn, no. <laughs> yeah, don't get too excited. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next time. It's been Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>